0: As children, we trust the adults in our lives to keep us safe. You blindly place your life in their hands with the faith they will never do anything to hurt you. But any regular listener to this podcast knows, unfortunately, this is sometimes not the case. It's the people closest to you that can cause the most devastation. Despite Sam Harmon being found guilty of 10-year-old Shakima Cabbage Stalk's disappearance, What actually happened to her remains a mystery today, 30 years later. Did her stepfather murder her, and if so, where did he hide the remains? If he took her life, why? What could possibly be a reason to take this sweet little girl away from those who loved and cared for her? This is Shakima's story. Shakima N. Cabbage Stork was born December 29, 1982, to mother Shirley Harmon. There isn't much out there on Shakima's childhood right up to her disappearance. It's unknown who her dad was and if he was a part of her life. These cases where you don't know anything about this sweet child, it's beyond heartbreaking to me. She is a person. Was she a girly girl? Was she becoming interested in fashion and makeup and boys? Or was she more of a tomboy and preferred sports and fishing and getting dirty with her best friend, her younger brother? All that we do know is that she had a tight bond with her grandmother, Clara. If you couldn't find Shakima, with Clara is where she would always be. By the early 1990s, Shirley had married Sam Harmon and the family of four were living in Dillon, South Carolina. It doesn't appear everything was happy, however – in 1992, then nine-year-old Shikima would reveal the unthinkable, that her stepfather had touched her inappropriately. Now, of course, Harmon denied this was the case, and the Department of Social Services did investigate Shikima's claims. But since her story kept changing, because she was nine and her abuser was still in the same household, she most likely felt intimidated and scared and confused. But since her story changed several times and there was no evidence of any wrongdoing on Harmon's part, no charges were filed against him for abusing his stepdaughter. July 22nd, 1993. Shirley Harmon was starting to wonder where her daughter was. It was getting late in the day and she hadn't seen or heard from the 10 year olds for most of the day. Shakima would often ride her bike to her grandmother, Clara Cabbage home, to play in the large front yard, or simply hang out with her and then spend the night. This is where Shakima would be, Shirley thought, and she went about the rest of her day. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It can be difficult to train your brain to be in problem-solving mode, especially when you are faced with a difficult time in life. Whether that be isolation during a pandemic, financial stresses leading into the holiday season, or balancing work, family and sleep into a packed schedule, nothing feels better than being able to find your own solution. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small. I have been in therapy several times. It helps having that third party, an unbiased opinion that makes you go, huh, and lets you get everything off your chest, getting to unload everything that is troubling me. And I find I get the most out of my therapy sessions when I connect with my therapist. This is where BetterHelp is so amazing. They'll walk you through the selection process, so you are matched with a therapist best suited to your needs. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist at any time. It couldn't be more simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash stolen. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash stolen. At some point after this, Shirley asked her husband to take her son and go to the Turning Point grocery store on South 1st Street in Dillon to stock up on some essentials for the household, which he did without any further questions. It seems this would not be the only stop that afternoon, but what happens next is unclear, both due to the information that is available and due to Harmon's willingness to share the details, even after all these years. That night Harmon went out partying with friends in a number of bars all over Dillon, leaving Shirley at home with her son, none the wiser that Shikima was missing. The next morning, July 23rd, 1993, Shirley called her mother to check in on Shakima. What she would hear next would chill her to her core. Clara did not know where Shakima was. She wasn't with her. That the last time Clara saw her was early afternoon the day before, when Shakima was playing in the front yard. Clara would later testify in court that when she looked outside to check on Shakima, Her granddaughter was gone. This is when Shirley and Clara realised that something was horribly wrong, and Shirley reported Shakima missing to the Dillon Police Department. Shirley was adamant right from day one this was not a runaway situation, that Shakima would never leave on her own accord. She was very close to her brother and grandmother, and she would have contacted them if she could have. Several witnesses would come forward to report seeing Shikima the afternoon she went missing, at the same grocery store Harmon was sent to with her younger brother. She was getting into a car with, initially, an unidentified man. Clara immediately suspected Harmon, and she would confront him to where Shikima was. All he would say when asked where the 10-year-old was now was, quote, I ain't hurt Shikima, I love her just like Shirley do, unquote. Never really answering the question. The Dillon Police Department searched the wooded areas around the Harmon home, even searching by helicopter. By July 25th, two days into the missing persons investigation, the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division began assisting in the investigation. Despite the extensive search, no evidence of what happened to Shakima and where she was was ever found. And sadly, the case went cold. And the suspicious man last seen with Shakima was not identified, not for another 12 years. And it was someone that police always suspected was the last person to see Shakima alive. Investigators decided 2005 was the year to solve Shakima's disappearance and reopened the case for fresh eyes to look over. They held a press conference pleading for witnesses to come forward and released never-seen-before photos of the gorgeous missing 10-year-old. This obviously sparked memories in some because several witnesses came forward with more information about the mysterious man Shakima was last seen with. And he wasn't so unknown after all. The man was Shakima's stepfather, Sam Harmon. Police followed this line of inquiry, but couldn't find anything to link Harmon with the missing girl's disappearance. All they had was circumstantial evidence, him being the last person to see her alive and a reasonable motive to want to get rid of his stepdaughter, due to Shakima's allegations against him for molestation. Despite the lack of evidence, Still Police would arrest Sam Harmon in August of 2005 and charge him with murder, two counts of kidnapping and criminal sexual contact with a minor in connection with Shakima's disappearance. Prosecution was always going to be an uphill battle for police without a body, but they were willing to take their chances. It was time for Shakima to receive some justice for what happened to her. And the prosecution team went in hard, originally seeking the death penalty against him, but later stopped pursuing that and instead wanted a sentence of life in prison. The criminal sexual contact charge would also be dropped before the case went to trial. It would take another three years before Harmon would go to trial, October 2008, in front of Judge Michael Nettles. More than 30 people testified in the week-long trial. Harmon would, of course, plead not guilty. The prosecution's star witness was Shakima's uncle, who testified... Harmon talked to him about ways of disposing a human body just weeks before Shekima's disappearance. Harmon also talked to one of his friends about the search for his stepdaughter at the time it was happening. He allegedly said, quote, they don't have a body and they aren't going to find one. Unquote. Despite this, Harmon maintained his innocence, that he didn't know anything. He admitted that he saw Shakima, but he left her and her brother at the grocery store on the day she disappeared. Now, of course, this doesn't make sense, where numerous witnesses saw her get back into the car with Harmon. Due to the lack of evidence and lack of body to prove Harmon was responsible for Shakima's assumed death, the jury had little choice but to acquit Harmon on the murder charge, but he was found guilty of kidnapping. Judge Nettles would sentence Sam Harmon to 12 years in prison, with three years' credit in time served while he was awaiting trial. Harmon was eligible for parole in 2011. I could not find any contemporary news articles mentioning his release or where he is now. Despite Sam Harmon being found guilty for her disappearance... What actually happened to Shakima Cabbage Stork remains a mystery. Did her father murder her, and if so, where did he hide her remains? If he took her life, why? What could possibly be a reason for taking this sweet little girl away from those who loved and cared for her? Unfortunately, we don't know if Shakima was happy or scared leading up to her disappearance, or if Harmon showed any indication of wanting her out of their lives – We don't know how old Shikima's younger brother was and if he saw anything or if he knew anything. Honestly, this was one of the quickest cases I've ever researched. Not even the Wayback Machine could pull much more information for me to share with you today. Even though it's almost been 30 years since Shikima has been gone, time has not lessened the pain and grief her family are feeling, missing their Shikima. All they want are answers as to her fate, said her aunt Maggie. Quote, when I think about it so long, tears begin to bubble up. A fear, you know, thinking what or thinking how it happened. Unquote. At the time of her disappearance, Shakima Cabbage Stork was 10 years old. She is African American, was 3 foot 6 and 65 pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. Shikima has moles near the corner of her mouth and below her neck. When she went missing, she had a double tooth on the upper side of her mouth. If Shikima is still alive today, she would be about to celebrate her 40th birthday. If you have any information regarding the disappearance and presumed murder of Shikima Cabbage Stork, please contact the Dillon Police Department on 843 841 3707. If you have your own thoughts and theories on the case we discussed today or any case we talk about on Stolen Lives, please search Stolen Lives on Facebook. Like the page so you don't miss an episode and join the discussion group to talk about your thoughts and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search lives underscore stolen, or on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would appreciate it if you share this episode on your social media of choice. And subscribe and leave a positive review on your podcast app. Today's episode was researched and written by me, Ali. Hosting and production was also by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu.